You're listening to the Honeypot Chats, a podcast about cybersecurity with your hosts, Brenda and Tambi. Welcome to Honeypot Chats. This is your host, Tambi and Brenda. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. So um, thank you so much for following Honeypot Chats with us. We're very thankful and grateful for the feedback and I'm looking forward to more of your feedback and helping us improve. So today's episode, we're going to talk about social media. And our title is, Is Social Media Really Free? So we're just going to run through what social media is, um, how to protect you and secure your social media accounts, a few more tips on passwords, etc. And then um, last but not least, we'll just talk a little bit on two documentaries that we believe everybody should watch, titled Social Dilemma and Cambridge Analytica. Um, so Brenda, do you just want to kick us off by um, telling us what social media is? And um, yeah, then I'll take it from there. Okay, awesome. So layman's terms or, you know, social media is basically the websites and applications. You know, I, I actually went to Dr. Google for this to okay. get like a, a very, um, you know, simple um, definition. And um, from the dictionary definition on, on Google, it basically says that um, social media is basically where we talk, we talk to websites and applications that enable us to create and share content in order to participate in a social networking. So there are quite a number of things there. Lots of people usually think that social media are just like applications or the apps that people are creating, but it's a whole lot of that. It's how you interact with websites as well. So it's a combination of the both. And because we've evolved into this whole digital transformation or digital landscape, you find that everybody now is sharing different types of content um, on social media. And I think it goes back to when Facebook first came on. Facebook's initial uh, was like one of the big booms that um, happened with social media. But prior to that, there were so many things. I was like, mix it. I remember when I was at Banani, I used to use mix it. And then I think those, those mig mig g if i'm not mistaken there was also from like hotmail there were all these different types of things i think there was hotmail at some point in time so it has actually evolved um over the years and it's basically a way to just have a conversation create content definitely share content but also communicate with people that you've lost um connection with in essence that is what social media is so Right now, we've got so many things and that are out there. So you've got your Instagram, you've got your Twitter, you've got your Facebook, which are the most common ones. You've got um, what's an, a Snapchat. Though I've never Word. had a Snapchat account. What's, what's, oh, what the, are filters, the filters are fire, I'll tell you that much. I, <laughs> I only use Snapchat for the filters. But please take it. <laughs> Okay, so my thing is that I already have so many. I have four social media accounts at the moment. If you exclude right. um, Google, my Google account and my Hotmail Google. account and my Yahoo account. But if you're looking at the predominantly things that we look at with regards to social media, I have Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and... I think LinkedIn applies on social yes, media. Yes, LinkedIn, that's okay. the one. Already as it is, it's just so hard to share different content and knowing what content to share on which things, right? Right. Um, uh, for example, on Instagram, it's more of a professional content, which I see Instagram is kind of losing that because you're finding personal posts on Instagram. But Instagram was originally made for more professional communication. You even find mm-hmm. people hitting on you on Instagram, um, not Instagram, <laughs> on LinkedIn, sorry. On, on, LinkedIn, yeah. on LinkedIn, sorry. <laughs> I meant LinkedIn earlier on. Yeah. So you yes. find people hitting on you on LinkedIn and other stuff. I think when it comes to social media, it's great to have a good presence or to have an understanding 
about what is out there, but it's also good to kind of keep your digital footprint in a way that you understand and know what you've actually put out there. Yeah, I agree with you. Speaking to, you know, the early social media uh, networks that were back in the day, I remember there was Black Planet, there was MySpace, okay. there was High Five. <laughs> oh, High Five. High Five, yeah. <laughs> High Five was, was the thing. And then Facebook just came out of completely no nowhere. And we forgot about High Five, you know. So we, we've come a very long way. Also, just to add on to um, the uses of social media, um, not only to you know, stay in touch and interact with our family and friends, but it's also for marketing and a yeah. whole bunch of things. You know, some people only have online stores which they promote on social media, for example. It's, you know, it, it's, it's grown. It's, it's become a big monster. <laughs> and we're all using it for um, different reasons. Now, I think we're going to get into now how to protect your social media accounts. And um, the most common way really is passwords. Passwords, passwords. <laughs> <laughs> My pet peeve. <laughs> so, you know, we have to use strong passwords. So the same way you use this for your email account at work or at home, even your social media accounts, your passwords have to be strong. Now, the longer, the better. Um, people normally ask me, you know, how many characters or like at work when people see me typing in my passwords, they're always like, what the, that's yeah. so long, right? <laughs> and I believe for a strong password, at least the characters in your password have to be at least between 12 to 15 characters, people. Don't freak out. It's actually easier. It sounds like it's tough, but it's actually really, really easy. Use a passphrase, for example. I'll give an example. Don't use this as a password, though. <laughs> you could say, you know, I live on greatest road. And substitute some of the letters um, with numbers and special characters and spaces. And you find that that can even be 30 characters long. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's, it's once you get into this, it's actually easier. And then also, if you use password managers, some of them actually have the ability to generate passwords for you. Yeah. So like SecureSafe, I think even OnePass can do that for you. It also takes away the headache of having to remember passwords. So the password manager is going to do that work for you. The other point to remember is use different passwords for each of your social media accounts, even your personal um, email and your work email. It's very important to use different passwords because if one of your accounts is breached, the next thing hackers are going to do is use that password with any other account they can associate that password to that belongs yeah. to you. So yeah. you can imagine if you use the same password at work, you know, um, then yeah, we're done. <laughs> the compromise will come in within, you know, in, in no time. Um, and then also the other one to think of is two-factor authentication. Um, basically what two-factor authentication means, it, it's a way to verify who you are before yeah. you access something. So it's a combination of two things. Um, normally we have three, but there's normally you, you, for, for two factor authentication, you pick two. So number one is something you know, for example, a password or a PIN. Number two would be something you have. So your smartphone or a digital device or hardware token. Number three is something you are. So that's something unique to you, like a fingerprint or An uh, a retina scan. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it would be one of those two things. Um, you know, sometimes people don't realize they actually use these methods. They, they use them, but they don't know what it is. They have no idea that that really is two-factor authentication. Good example is I, I know um, Gmail has that option. Yeah. Um, even WhatsApp actually has, yeah. has the option to, to enable two-factor authentication. Happy, even um, when you and I were working, sorry to cut you there, yeah. but even when you and I were working, remember that day when I had asked you to do some stuff on our joint um, yes. accounts on Instagram? Yes. And because I initially registered it, 
you have yeah. the you have our, our our joint account password and stuff like that yeah. but then it refused you because i initially registered from the side and i actually got yes. an email saying that well somebody from zambia i see you're in spain but somebody from zambia in. is yep. trying to log in so who is this person and then i needed to go and say guys yes i know who she is <laughs> you can give her access to, to the account but it's simple things like that because yeah. nowadays technology has become so sophisticated that it actually knows that you can't be in two places at one time and it looks exactly. like your geographical lo- location which is exactly. due to your location being on usually on your devices exactly exactly yeah, yeah. um and then also um there's actually a website that you can use to check if your account has been compromised in a breach. Very interesting. So this website, this is all one word, is have I been pond. The pond is spelled P-W-N-E-D dot com. So it's all one word in, in small letters. Yeah. Have I been pond? You put in your email address and it, it would tell you if, um, you know, for example, if you put in your Gmail, it would let you know if Gmail was, was, was compromised in a data breach. And then you, you'll be asked to, um, you know, or make the option if you want to change the password. So very useful for website, yeah. I so found my Yelp ones mm-hmm. were compromised. So oh. it's, not, it's not necessarily, <laughs> so usually like when, um, just to add on to have, have I been pawned, usually mm-hmm. it's not just your Gmail account that has been compromised. Let's say a company, uh, yeah. company X was breached. And yeah. you do online shopping with company X, but you happen mm-hmm. to use your Hotmail account or your Gmail account. So it's the account um, email address that you're going to put in to see at, to see which different um, websites you associate that particular email address with and to tell you the ones that have been uh, breached and when they were breached. Um, you know, Instagram at some point, not Instagram, I keep on saying Instagram, LinkedIn at that point in time had, had also been breached. And I, I noticed that yes. one of my accounts was stolen from that. So I had to go and rechange all my email addresses and uh, passwords yeah. that are in line with that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. It's a good site to have. Yeah, there's an online shopping um, store that I, 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 I use quite a bit. They were, they had a breach about three years ago. Yeah. Uh, kind of kept quiet about it. <laughs> but almost a year later, they sent emails to their customers who got accounts with them saying, okay, look, we had this breach. And as a way of, you know, saying sorry, we're offering you, it was a 20% discount on anything you buy in a given period. I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, annoyed with the breach, but um, 20% <laughs> is not a bad deal. <laughs> it's a good story. <laughs> no, that's a good story. That's a good story. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, Brenda, if you can speak to, um, you know, how to secure apps on the phone. So if you've got your social media apps on the phone, how do we secure them? And then also, I think you can touch a bit on um, friend requests. So um, generally, this is... Please, by the way, this is what we, we, we generally call as best practice from, from what we've you know spoken to different people. But securing your apps, usually, um, there, there are two, two ways of doing that. You can either, some apps come with passwords on them. It actually allows, before you actually enter your, your application, quite a number of these apps have passwords on them. So you actually secure the actual app itself. So you've got the password for your phone to get into your phone and then you've got another password to secure your apps. Other people may be using those passwords to avoid, you know, being caught because they're being naughty doing other things <laughs> that they're not supposed to be doing. But generally yeah. you would use the same um, concept in terms of um, securing your apps. 
gaps around that. I think another thing that we spoke about uh, briefly in, in episode one is also just reading, you know, when all these apps need to be updated, finding mm-hmm. out what exactly is coming up and how the security around that app is going to happen. You know, so if a certain app needs and a certain update, so let's say Facebook is updating, it's it usually updates every week or every two weeks or whatever the case is. Just read the T's and C's or of what briefly is being updated so that you have an idea of whether your data is going to be compromised or not. Mm-hmm. And then with regards to friend requests, guys. Unless, again, we mentioned this on one of, I think it was the second podcast that we Mm -hmm. we put out. Unless you're actually a personality or it's a business and the like, one, keep your your accounts um, secure or private. Only accept a friend request from people that you know. Because you do not know who is coming in to use your details because we tend to have a lot of details. These, these, these applications ask for a lot of details, your date of birth, your mother's maiden name, all these different things. And we actually fill in all this information. And this is actually private information that tells people about us. So mm-hmm. if I get a, a friend request from Matambila and I don't mm-hmm. know Matambila, I've never heard of Matambila anyway in my life. Why would I be mm-hmm. accepting it? You'd exactly. rather rather have a conversation because you can instead of accepting the app you've also got the ability to have a conversation quickly with the person and find out maybe it's a long lost friend from banani and then you know you find yourself rekindling something but just don't accept your friend request it's like you're walking down the street and then some random person comes and says hi to you we gave this example initially um in the second podcast you're not gonna be just saying hi to random people you know or saying hi come to my house let's go i just reached by my door let me open the door and then we go upstairs into my apartment or whatever the case is. You're not going to do that. So just be very cognizant who you accept to follow you or follow back and the like. If it's not to do with business or to do with generating content that is for a business need or your personality, a celebrity or the like, I would say keep your account private. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And also um, we have to be very careful with links. Yes. Very, very careful. Um, you know, um, a, a lot of people tend to believe phishing attacks only happen in, I think we're, we're going to talk about phishing in one of the um, upcoming episodes. Yeah. But, um, you know, phishing attacks only happen to people with corporate email accounts. That's not true. It's actually becoming very common on social media. So, you know, someone could pretend to be your bank reaching out to a social media um, telling you to change your password immediately or you'll be locked out of your account uh, or offering you free money, etc. So we need to be very careful. It's also very easy to spoof somebody that you would normally talk to or trust, like a friend. Yeah. So if your friend's account has been compromised, someone could then take over their account and try to communicate with you in order to get some information out of you. Yeah. So we need to be very, very careful. You know, um, We all know how our friends um, communicate with us or you know the tone. Yeah. Um, you know, that come with emails that come from people that we, we know and trust or even your banks, etc. So if something doesn't sound right, trust your instincts, you know. Um, it, yeah, it won't kill you to pick up the phone, call your friend mm-hmm. and say, listen, did you really send me this message? Mm-hmm. Or even call your bank or whoever it is and say, you know, I've received this strange email or message. Did this really come from you? Um, and then also we need to be very wary of clickbait. Yeah. Clickbait is, <laughs> is it's very interesting because it's got its pros and cons. But, um, you know, the con is it, it can be used to intentionally mislead um, people 
with deliberately misleading content that's designed to lure you to yeah. a particular website. So you go to this website and you have no idea what's happening in the background. There's malware installing on your PC. And, you know, a lot of these clickbaits have very sensational um, headlines, you know cat saves 10 lives of people or something, something very weird. Then when you look at the story, the story and the headline don't match. <laughs> or just, you know, the headline in itself is something that is really ridiculous. So we need to be very, very careful with that. Um, and then also be very careful with what you share. Now, you know, it's, I, I, <laughs> we'll definitely get into this right at the end with, with the two um, documentaries we, we're going to talk about. But, you know, we tend to share too much information, personal information, your location, your home address. You know, you want people to know you were paid. So you want to put your pay slip on social media, Yeah. Um, you know, your phone number and all these things. But You're flying to somewhere. So you put your ticket exactly, number. Exactly. Your ticket. Your passport. And the front your page of your passport. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so we have to be very, very careful with what we share, um, I can't remember who it is, but in the last, I think it was last one month, I think he was a former prime minister, I can't remember where, posted a picture of his boarding pass and his passport online. And the right people saw it. <laughs> the right people saw it. And by right people, I mean, you know, people who had the potential to actually use that for identity theft. Yeah. And I think he was alerted immediately and he took it down. So, you know, yeah, you want people to know you're traveling, but, you know, you know there's smarter ways to do these things. Yeah. You know, I've seen people take a random picture of you know, the tarmac or the airplane. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. And in addition, we need to also be, you know, reading is fundamental. So a lot of times with these apps, the websites, you're going to have their privacy policies, which, you know, admittedly it looks, it's, it's too long. You feel like I don't have time, but you know, you need to be very careful and see exactly what permissions you are giving these social media um, networks or even the apps, what permissions you're giving them. And the cookies. Yes, exactly. You know, what information is being tracked? Do you really want your um, online um, activity to be tracked? You know, even though most of it is for, they'll say it's for marketing purposes, but then again, you know, do you really want that? So people need to be very, very careful. Um, Brenda, I think you can talk about um, antivirus software yeah. um, and also the importance of logging off and quote unquote free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. So let me start with antivirus. So uh, in most cases, um, being humans, we don't like to usually pay for stuff. We like free stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I would try and download a certain bootlegged antivirus and stuff like that. Um, advisedly, it's not the right thing to do for your laptops or your actual devices. If you can afford, there are usually some different versions of even entry-level malware. Most devices yes. nowadays, if you look like at, at the Apple devices and some of these um, Android devices that are coming out have already got like malware and antivirus mm -hmm. uh, protection actually installed. All you mm -hmm. have to do is just update it. So keep your stuff updated. Invest in getting information about the right antiviruses that you can actually use for your devices, the cheap ones that can or the ones that are relevant to the pocket, uh, your pocket. And also look at what, what they're protecting yeah. on your phone, right? So make sure yeah. you you do that the cracked up versions uh yeah okay i i you know we've all used it at one point in our times in our life <laughs> at some point in time yeah. but it's not it's it's not advisable to to do that unless you're constantly updating that same cracked version um of it then um logging off 
it's good practice to log off your devices, especially if you're sharing devices, maybe in a household or at work or, you know, with siblings or whatever the case is. It's usually a good practice to 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 log off. Most applications have automatic log, log off. So if you're looking at your banking yeah. apps after a certain session, it will log you off automatically. Yeah. Social media doesn't do that because it goes um, into the essence of when we start talking to the social media dilemma, the, the one of the Netflix um, cases, that's, that's that. So ideally, it does not um, log you off because it kind of needs you to be constantly on it to be right. getting that, that information from you. So it's always important to be doing best practice log off your laptop especially if you're at work i remember um at one of the companies that i used to work at what they used to do is they would if they found your laptop open like let's say you quickly run to use a bathroom or whatever the case or to the kitchen they'll send out an email to everybody so they might send an email to everybody saying oh sorry i'm leaving the company and stuff like that and then they're you're leaving the company you know or they'll send an email to the the md or the ceo and say hey how about we have lunch or something something randomly stupid but then you you kind of get the essence that you know you need to learn to log off and and secure your workspace you know um be at home that and then guys free wi-fi is not free now (laughs) (laughs) you know all these you know when you're flying you get to an airport it says no log on to free wi-fi you know you're actually giving your your email address sometimes it asks you to create an account in that account you're putting your personal information and stuff like that free wi-fi is not free the only time you get free wi-fi is in your house but you're actually paying for it (laughs) or at work where they're paying it for you know but free wi-fi is not free if you have to use the free wi-fi be cognizant use uh vpns which are virtual private networks which basically mask your the network that you're the, the ip address which is your um, www.google.com so that's what they call the ip address so to mask that and to bounce it off different areas so that you're not easily tracked as to when you're browsing these different sites careful where you get these free wi-fi usage sometimes that's where actually hackers are sitting they're literally sitting in cafes in airports waiting to see who's got the weakest system and get information from there so we are, we're obviously going to do another episode on social media and the workplace. But imagine if you're doing a business trip and you happen to be using free Wi-Fi and somebody happens to, you know, hack. Do you know how much information they can yeah. get from your business and how much that would, you know, be a breach to your business? So anything that says free is not free. We all know that. You yeah. know. So Daphne, <laughs> do you want to talk quickly about uh, the social, I mean, let's have a conversation about the social dilemma and uh, Cambridge Analytica. Okay, so um, two documentaries on Netflix. Um, Cambridge Analytica came up first. Um, the title was The Great Hack, if I'm not mistaken. And then um, Social Dilemma is a bit more current. Um, so with The Great Hack, um, this was a documentary about how our information or data is harvested, analyzed, and then used for targeted adverts or messages. And the objective here is to influence decisions that we make or change our behavioral patterns. So the scandal on this one was it happened around the time of the 2016 U.S. presidential elections. A company called Cambridge Analytica was hired by sponsors of the Republican Party, I believe, to target voters in what they called swing states. Um, So they were sending targeted content to persuade them to vote for Donald Trump. And the way they did this was, um, I think there was some quiz or some game that was created 
So, you know, you, you sign up to play this game and then it asks for access to your contacts. And, you know, like, you know, we want to play these games. Yeah, 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 you know, give the access, then you play the damn game. So, <laughs> but what they were doing was now going through your contacts without their consent or even your consent really, because, you, 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 you know, the request was, I think, quite ambiguous, so to speak. Yeah. So they went in there, you know, had a look at what, what does this person who's Brenda's friend, what does she look at? Okay, who is she supporting? Mm, okay, let's start throwing these ads at these people. Yeah. That's yeah. essentially what happened. So that was the background to the great hack. Then with the social dilemma, which is a bit more current, I think it came out about a month or two ago. Yeah. Um, this one, in my opinion, is like the, the, horror, <laughs> the horror movie of 2020. <laughs> So this one was basically a behind-the-scenes look at how social media and search engines are designed to be addictive, you know, and how they are designed to influence us and manipulate us, really, at the end of the day. Um, and th there's a very great tagline in there which says, if, if the service is free, then you are the product. Amen. Which I, I think is, is very profound. Yeah. Um, so without giving too much away, really highly recommend people watch these two yeah. in that order. Start with the great hack and then get into the social dilemma. Um, so what did you think about um, both of them? So I think for me, the one, okay, with the with Cambridge Analytica, the, the great hack, um, I kind of heard about it. And, and it was around the time that, you know, obviously the elections and stuff like that. So you're like, okay, yeah, you know. But yeah. I think like for me, social dilemma, I have been telling everybody that I know to go and watch Social Dilemma. <laughs> I was like, if you don't understand what I do or what I usually try to tell you not to do, go watch Social Dilemma. Like, it's really, it's really eye-opening. And I think for me, the profound part, apart from the, the quote that you gave, was the fact that yeah. these people are ex-Instagram, um, Pinterest, yes, uh, yes. all these, these big, you know, tech companies. And they will say that, you know, we we were more or less told to to do this so that we generate money because again, these yeah. are businesses they're trying to generate money. But when they went home, they knew what what the impact was, but they still fell into that trap as well. And you're like, okay, yes. this is like you're coming, you know, you're you're coming from your job and you know, okay, you're you're doing not so very good things, but you still <laughs> go home and then you actually still fall trapped in the things that you're doing. It was just so profound yeah. saying that it's so addictive. It really is. Yeah. And yeah. just even how now I'm sometimes cognizant of how I use my phone sometimes. I'm like, okay, here I go. I'm going down the yeah. social dilemma trap, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but you you know, if you're going to do it, just be cognizant about it. Just understand what it is. That's why we keep on saying, guys, be very careful what you share on social media. You know, not everybody's your friend. Not everybody's happy for you. Not everybody's as genuine with and will be genuine with that information that um, you're sharing. Data has become the new currency. Forget anything else. Data is the new currency. Data is what people are playing with to get information. And yeah, so I think for me, definitely they're must watch. They are available on Netflix. So if you've got access to Netflix, I think definitely, definitely go and watch them there. And yeah, I think let us know what your thoughts are about um, these yeah. two uh, documentaries. Yeah, so that comes to the end of our podcast. Um, I, I should mention, um, for those who are looking for a VPN for their smartphones or their computers, you could try Tunnel Bear. That's a very good one. I use that one. It's really, really good. Um, it's, it's 
not free. I use VPN. There's VPN that I use. Express VPN is one of the ones that I use. It's pretty good. And another one that I started recently using is Bullet VPN as well. Okay. I, I use okay. two of them and yes I, I pay for, for both of them so for both yeah 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 so thank you so much for tuning in um we hope this was a very informative um podcast if you have any questions um or you have suggestions as, as usual we are very open to feedback um we've been receiving a lot of feedback very very grateful um, for your, for your, your, not only your observations, but even your suggestions, which, um, we started incorporating. So signing out, this is Tambi and Brenda. Have a good day, guys. Cheers. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Honeypot Chats with Brenda and Tambi. Join us next time 